Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and I here today, and we are super excited to bring this topic because we've got a new group of newbies that have started, and we've been blessed with lots of questions about the first step in our process, which is connecting. And we want to break it down. We want to spend an entire episode on just this one step and what it means and what's the definition and all the feelings around it and perhaps doing some thought work and doing some work around it to make it something you enjoy, even if you're introverted like me, a possibility that you could really, really enjoy connecting Shelby, what do you want to say about about choosing this episode and this topic at this time or or what's coming up for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, the first thing I want to say is something that we were talking about before this of like, you are allowed to be introverted, you're allowed to be extroverted, this might come easier for some, and it might be a skill that others have to build. Um, But as a baseline, if you like people, you're good here. That is like the one requirement that you have to have, you have to like or maybe even love people in order to cultivate this enjoyment of connection. And if you're one of those people that walks around with like a t-shirt or a hat that says like, I hate people, or that's a part of your personality, then maybe we reevaluate if coaching is right for you. (laughs) Cause this is, this is a, (laughs) this is a part of the process. Um, So connection is the first step of the successful nurse coach method process. It is necessary. It is a skill. Again, I think that nurses, we are actually already pretty naturally good at this, right? We meet, we have a lot of practice connecting with people, connecting with strangers, often connecting with strangers on their hardest day of their whole life. If you have been a nurse in a hospital or in a clinic, like really any scenario, I think that Uh, We've just had a lot of practice um, connecting with other humans and creating rapport. That's exactly what this process is. It's creating a relationship. It's opening a door. There's no secret agenda. Um, It's just connecting with other people. And there's two different types of connecting that you might hear us reference throughout this podcast episode. The first being cold connecting, which means that you are creating new association with people that you have had no previous contact with and warm connecting. So talking to people that you know, talking to people that you grew up with or went to high school with or your mom's friend, people that you have some sort of relationship with outside of your coaching business. And we're going to go through today where we see our clients get hung up in the connection process and how, how our clients make it weird in the connection process. It's, it's such a simple thing that we try to overcomplicate it and then it gets weird and it feels gross. And that's kind of like the whole thing that we're trying to avoid to begin with. Um, so let's begin with, uh, some of our most common resistance points, things that Laura and I hear every week, day in, day out all the time. Uh, and yeah, let's, I, (laughs) 
<laughs> I lost my train of thought for just like half a second there, Laura. Uh, <laughs> thank God we have notes. Uh, so our first connect, or <laughs> our first, our first resistance point is that people feel weird about connecting. And the yeah. great, the great thing about feelings is that they can change. But let's talk about, let's dive in a little bit. Like why, why do people feel weird? Why do you think that our clients feel weird initially when, when starting this process? I don't know, but I, I just got the funniest picture in my head because we connect with people all the time for so many different reasons. Um, when we say thank you at the grocery store, we're connecting. When we um, offer to maybe take somebody's cart back at Walmart to the stall for them be- mm-hmm. or take it to the store, we're connecting. Anytime we make eye contact with a stranger, we're connecting. And there's all these ways we connect and the brain's like, connecting, good. Connecting, good. You know, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then when you're starting a business and you perceive that the possible person that you connect with might need your help, your brain goes bad. Mm-hmm. Bad connection. This is bad. And it's really interesting because we connect everywhere all the time. And yet, as soon as we are become entrepreneurs and our business relies on a, this skill of connecting, somehow our brain says, now you're using this skill for yourself and that is bad. Mm-hmm. And remember all the people who've done this to you that made you feel bad and your brain scans your memory for all the times that someone did reach out and connect to you in a gross way. And then you put yourself in that same category. It's this, it's really interesting. And I, I did this. So I, I'm speaking from deep experience here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think what's what the key difference is, is that like when you're connecting at the grocery store or walking somebody's cart back to the cart pickup thing in the parking lot, you're not attached to any sort of outcome, right? You're just like being human, being nice, saying hello doing all these things that we do all the time. But when we are all of a sudden wearing our nurse coaching practice hat, we attach a lot of meaning to the potential outcome of, of that connection of that meeting. And it completely takes the focus off of what you're actually doing, which is saying hello and having a conversation and you're making it about you. You're making it about your business and you're not anchored in any sort of service at all. So of course that feels gross, right? Like the dynamic is completely off. You're in your head. You're not present. It's a really easy way to spin very quickly. And it makes complete sense to me on why it why it feels icky. Yeah. Making it about you is uh, as you're connecting instead of starting a conference. Let's say it's online. And I, I just did this the other day. Uh, there's this astrology guy on Facebook I've been following for years. And I just really like him. I like his content. I like him. I, he's done an astrology reading for me in the past. So we have some rapport. And uh, the other day, I just saw him and I was like, oh, I just, I'm going to just reach out to him and ask him how he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so grateful and no attachment to the outcome. And then he said, Are you still doing coaching? I might need support. It was so natural. And I'm actually not doing coaching for him. I'll be referring him to one of our clients. Um, and because it wasn't about me, when I made, when I had the thought to reach out to him, it was literally like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought of him in a while. I really want to see how he's doing. And from a spiritual standpoint, there's probably a reason he popped into my head because mm-hmm. he needed help, he needed support <laughs> at that moment. 
Yes. And instead of making it about me, I let it be about him. And we let it be about the client. We let it be about the other people. Uh, Spirit, universe, God, whatever you believe in. I think it puts those thoughts in our head for a reason. And it's a really beautiful thing to do. And that doesn't feel icky. It feels in service. It feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this planet. Right. Yeah. And you only need one of those experiences to where you randomly think about somebody and you reach out to them and you say, oh my gosh, Sally, I've been thinking about you all morning. Like, how are you? How are things going? And then for someone to be like, actually, my whole life is a disaster. Do you know anybody that can help me? Are you still coaching? Like, it just takes one of those experiences to completely yeah, start to shift your perspective and create a corrective experience around it. So honor, if you're one of those people like Laura and I that also have the nudges like that or seemingly random thoughts, especially when you wake up in the morning or in the shower, I find those are like two spaces I get them the most. Uh, honor, yeah. honor it. See, see what potentially can happen. Um, and also what I love about that example, Laura, is that you were simply connecting. There was no invite. There was no like... You yeah. just genuinely was connecting. And that kind of bleeds into our second point here of it can feel icky. So let's, let's play out the first scenario to where you're attached to the outcome. You're in your head. You're thinking about it too much. You've placed all of this pressure on yourself for this connection to go perfectly. And for this person to ask for coaching and then it's not happening that way. And so then in, in order to make it count, you just like throw out an invite of like, well, if you need coaching or if anyone you know needs coaching, this is what I do now. Reach out to me. And like, that's not inherently wrong, but I find that when when our clients combine the connecting and inviting piece into one step and they don't let the process unfold, potentially a little slower, yeah, uh, it creates weirdness. And then it's like, oh, did I say too much too fast? And it just opens this door of overthinking, which nurses are really excellent at. Mm -hmm. And then again, it is still making it about you. (laughs) It's still making it about you. So um, if we're talking to you right now, just uh, slow down, slow down, be there, be present. (laughs) Yeah. I want to address that and make it more real too, because – this happens to us in our inboxes. And if you guys go into your own inboxes, you're going to see all these examples of, um, okay, I'm going to pick somebody recently. Okay, there's this chiropractor who tried to sell me something a few years ago. And I think I actually bought it and I didn't like it. And so I didn't keep buying it. And then she joined a new direct sales company. And it's, it's been two years since she's been in my inbox. Two freaking years. Mm-hmm. Instead of just drop like, like sending me a message and being like, Laura, I've been watching you. Like you've had so many cool things going on. How are you doing? And starting a conversation, just that if she had just checked in on me, saw how I was doing, let me tell her about me before she started telling me about her product that she wants to sell me. There's a possibility I might be interested in hearing about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And instead I can tell it's a copy and pasted text energetically it's, hey, how are you doing? I've been thinking of you lately. I don't know if you've heard, but I've joined this new thing. And, <laughs> and that doesn't feel good. It doesn't yeah. feel good. And 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 I actually messaged her and told her that. I was like, hey, obviously you're trying to create 
like new clients, like slow down your connection process. Like just check in and ask how people are doing. Let them talk about them before you launch into what you mm-hmm. want to talk about mm-hmm. you. So when you're connecting, connect, then listen out of curiosity. Don't listen to respond. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's a different energy. It's a slower process. Um, you're building relationships over time. It's not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. How many people can I reach out to? How many yeses can I get today if I send a thousand messages? Right, right. And I think of all of the messages that have come across my DMs that are exactly of that formula of like, hey, how are you? I thought of you. Let me tell you about this thing. And it's, it is so overdone and overused that people just check out. Like we know that that doesn't work. We know it. Things that do go a lot longer of a way is taking the time to use people's names, right? Even if you are copying and pasting a message, like really take the time, use their name, make sure it's spelled correctly. And what is even more potent is sending a voice memo of, Hey, Laura, I woke up this morning. I'm thinking of you. How are you? Or uh, if text messaging is your thing and you're going through people on your phone or, you know, whatever, who, however it plays out, um, voice memos go a long way because then they can connect with your voice. They can connect with your intention. It feels more genuine. And also a lot of our clients like this more, like it feels better for them. It feels more intentional for them. Um, And that is, that's an easy, an easy way to switch. Um, Right now though, Mm -hmm. we are, we are running a connection based challenge in our mentorship space for the next few weeks. And we've heard before that reaching out and inviting people can like it's easy to get out of alignment with that when you're only focused on the numbers, right? Also, it can be really helpful if you're stuck in a rut to kind of gamify this process a little bit of, okay, I'm going to hold my feet to the fire and I'm going to just connect, not invite. I'm just going to connect with 30 people every week for four weeks just to open some doors, open some conversations, potentially meet new people. And for, I see, I'm our mentees that we're running this with right now have been in our space for a few months. Like they're not brand new to the process and, uh, mm-hmm. but they've been in our space long enough to where they've created a story around connecting and why it's hard and why it's icky and why they hate social media and blah, blah, blah. blah. And this is a good way to just kind of like break state and, and shift a little bit to kind of get out of the rut, take some intentional massive action and then let the dust settle. Like, did it work? How many, how many, did it feel good? Who are you connecting with? Did it land? Like there's all these points of assessment that come as a result of, of that effort. Um, But if you are wanting to take on a challenge, you're wanting to change your state a little bit. I find that being super intentional about who you're connecting to. So if you are connecting with people who have previously commented on a Facebook post or previously, reached out to you and you had an initial call with or connecting with old friends or old coworkers, like if we can fuel it with intention, it generally feels better. Or if you like want to work with moms or nurses or whoever, whoever you're wanting to reach out to targeting those people can feel good. So we're not blanket yeah. connecting with everybody under the sun, everybody, because that can feel a little loose. So um, I think that being intentional about the way you approach it helps 
decrease the ick. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for me that I have certain moods where this is so much easier than others. And there's some, I have probably three or four days a month where when I leave my house and I go to the grocery store, I go to the, I don't really make eye contact. I'm just in a more, I, I don't feel like connecting. I don't really feel like talking. Um, maybe I'll have my earbuds in listening to a podcast while I shop just because I'm just not in the mood to talk. Yeah. That's not the day to do it. It's okay. We don't have to be on every day to have a successful business. We can have introverted days where maybe we even days where we really don't like people for one reason or, <laughs> not, or another. Um, yeah. That's okay. That's that's normal. But when you have a day that you can energetically and you feel it, sometimes uh, instead of just doing a few connections, just go for it. Spend a few hours. Just just if you're in the if you're in the flow, we've seen this with clients over and over again. They get in a rhythm, they get started, and they just go for it. And maybe they, they're like, I've connected with 35 people last night or 40 mm -hmm. people. And then they have 10 calls on the books. That wasn't the intention. The intention was not 10 calls on the books. The intention was, I'm just going to go do this one thing that I feel really good about it right this minute. I'm going to do it until I'm done doing it without even moving on to, oh my gosh, I got to invite. How am I going to invite? What am I going to say? Like just one step at a time. Um, and connections are the gift that keep giving. It's not just for that month. Every mm. connection you make is now somebody else who knows who you are, that knows you're in their world, and that's the long game. And over time, it's exponential how many people know who you are and what you do. And then that's when you get to the golden, <laughs> the golden promise of rando people reaching out to you. <laughs> yep. It's that's where we all want to get to. It's fabulous. I enjoy that. <laughs> yep. Same, 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 same. And just like as an example here of what the long game can look like, gosh, the very beginning of my practice was focusing on travel nurses because I had just come off my last travel assignment. And I was like, eh, I know these people. I can connect with these people and empathize with this group of nurses. And I went into a travel nurse group and I posted about, I don't know, burnout or something. Um, just asking questions. What has been helpful for you in navigating burnout? I think was the post that I made. And I had like 150 responses on that particular post. Some of them are salty and some of them are really great, <laughs> but I connected, yeah. I connected with all of those people. I friend requested all of the people who interacted on that post. And then the people who commented, I sent them a message and just said, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably on that post. I know that it meant a lot to the people who read it. And that was it. And that's all I did. And then I made another post like on my Facebook page about nurse coaching. And a few of them reached out to me. And I was able to jump on a call and talk to them about nurse coaching, right? Like there was never a sale for my coaching. It's something I was just saying yes to at the time. Any any chance to talk to strangers. And one of them ended up going through the collective. Not immediately. It took her a couple of years. Going through the collective. And now she's a client of ours now. Like she's one of our mentees now. And it's four years later. And my prices are significantly more than when I first started talking to her, right? So it's playing the long game is an investment in your business's future, like from a monetary standpoint and um, from a, just like a lead connection standpoint. So 
it can be four years. I'm sure that when we get to year yeah. 10, we'll tell you how it's 10 years. Like it's just, it's never, Yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. Gosh, one of the last times I played towards the, the end of uh, when I stopped, I stopped taking one-on-one clients, I think a year and a half ago, maybe, I don't know. It was sometime back. So right before that, when I was still playing the game of connecting and inviting people into my private practice for one-on-one coaching, I decided to just scan my Facebook for people that I was inspired by. Yeah. People that I was just excited to know. Um, one of them was a entrepreneur. She owned an escape room and she was a professional singer and it was so cool. And she was a no, she, she's, we ended up connecting. I invited her into a call. I helped her twice. She she did. She was a no. Um, and then she reached out to me for coaching 18 months later and I referred her to a client. So Mm -hmm. it was really cool. Like that, those kinds of things happen over and over and over again. Um, I'm a nurse coach because Heather Lapidus connected to me directly. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful that she wasn't afraid. So grateful. Right. Yeah. For all of you that have graduated the Nurse Coach Collective, can you imagine if Heather and Peter just decided, oh, this is too, it's too much. It's too scary. I, I don't want to sound salesy. Uh, just how different all of our lives would be had they played small. So, uh, or let their own stuff cloud the action that they took. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really cool to think about it from that perspective. Um, okay. So we've kind of, uh, identified some resistance points here and and talked a little bit about how to move through them, but I want to recap for everybody here really quick of, uh, if you are feeling, weird about connecting. Here's your reminder to take the pressure off. This is just connecting. I hope that you take that that phrase away from this episode of connecting and inviting are not the same thing. You were just connecting. You were just saying hello. You're opening the hypothetical door. You're having a conversation. You're listening with curiosity rather than listening for an opportunity to invite. Uh, just slow down the process a little bit. And the kind of like follow-up question we get to that, that connection only vibe is like, okay, I hear you. I hear that it's only connecting, but then when, when do I invite? And this will come up, this will come up naturally. I know that it is hard to believe until you experience it for yourself, but this will come up naturally 90% of the time where you say, Hey, Laura, how are you? I've been thinking about you. What's going on in your world? I see you guys just moved to Tennessee. How's the dust settling over there? And then Laura hypothetically responds, it's crazy. It's chaos. I don't know how to feel settled. Just everything, everything's going a million miles an hour. And then I would respond with like, yeah, that sounds like a lot. I've moved cross country several times myself. It is really stressful you know, what's been helpful for me is to give myself a lot of time and space to just integrate, like give, give myself about six weeks to find a routine and stick to bedtimes, you know, whatever, whatever your stick is. And then, then Laura may ask, what are you up to these days? I see that you're doing all these cool things. What is nurse coaching? Like 
the the conversation is likely going to reciprocate at that point, right? You asked how Laura was doing, yeah. now Laura's going to ask how Shelby is doing. And if she if they ask about nurse coaching, that is the time to be like, yeah, nurse coaching is going great. I really love it. I've been able to uh, really connect and serve my clients over the past few months. Um, I actually have a pro bono spot this week. If you're interested, I think I can help with like this overwhelming feeling that you got going on right now. Let me know. Let me know if you have time and space this week to connect and we could talk about it. Supernatural, not weird. They can say yes or no. Yeah. They can say yes or no, or they can not say anything at all. Uh, which, <laughs> which does happen. And it's still like, you didn't do anything wrong, but that is way more flowy than me asking Laura how she's doing, Laura responding with that she's overwhelmed, and then me just inviting her to a coaching conversation right out of the gate, too. You can. You can do that. Yeah. But it's there's there's room for, for some ickiness or to rush the process a little bit there. Um, yeah. So that's one example of um, how you can transition from connecting to inviting. Yeah, it's just that place that you come from too. Like, um, I think about it now compared to then, and like even with nurse coaches that reach out to us for business help, um, if they send me a message and say, "Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm still in the collective. I I think I want to start a business. I just really don't know how I could make I could possibly start a business with my schedule. I have no time." Mm-hmm. Then I will. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Um, I'll just send a voice message and share some hope. I'm not saying, well, I can help with that. And as soon as you graduate, you should hire me and I'm going to solve your problems and I'm the best coach in the world and this is what I do. It's just like, hey, that is so normal and I hear you and I don't know how. I'd have to know you better, but there's a way. Just know that there's a way. If you really want it, like things will open up and, and time can be created. With no invite, Connecting can be serving people that you see a stranger that you see suffering out loud on their page mm-hmm. without an invite to. Yep. Connecting can just be a voice memo and like thinking in your mind, if, if there's one thing I could say to ease that, that human's suffering, what can I say with no invite, no expectation, no outcome? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the state you want to be in like that, just like that state of service. And it's felt on the other end. It doesn't feel icky on my end. And it doesn't feel icky to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a, even if you're scrolling in Facebook groups, that's like a big red flashing neon sign of reach out to this person. If someone is actively panicking on the internet or complaining on the internet, shooting them a message and be like, I saw your post and then whatever Whatever piece of hope, wisdom that you want to pass along, that would be a really easy way to connect with somebody. Yeah. And don't do it in the comments. Yeah. Like don't do not do it in the comments. Don't – if someone says they need support and you say, hey, hey, so-and-so, I'm a board-certified nurse coach and I help women feel more confident and I have three pro bono sessions. Like that's not connecting. Right. Um, it would be reaching out to them directly directly. And, and with no intention of, of offering would be what a connection is. And then when they respond back, then you might move into the invite stage depending on how they respond back. Right. So I guess I think slowing down is the really what we want to 
talk about is how to slow that process down and then trusting that you'll know when to invite. And if you don't know and you're in our client, we'll help you know, we'll help you kind of time it uh, until you find your own timing. Um, But slow, go slow. Yep. Slow it, slow it down, slow it down. We can't go wrong. And also a thing that comes up from time to time is, okay, so taking our mentees, for example, those of them that are connecting just left and right, you know, doing 30, 40, 50 connections a week, then they get overwhelmed with the responses that they send these messages then they have like 15 out of red messages. And if you are a nurse, you hate notifications on your phone and having them being outstanding notifications, it feels like you have to address them ASAP, right? Uh, so what I encourage everybody to do is mute every single notification you have on your phone. Facebook Messenger, don't let it give you pop-up notifications. Access your Facebook app w- intentionally when you want to access it period, end of story. And then track, writing down your leads on a Google Excel sheet or a normal Excel sheet can be really helpful of just who I've talked to, were we Facebook friends before, what Facebook group did they come from, just kind of helping you keep it all sorted and just respond one at a time. (laughs) Like if you only respond to five or six messages and that's all you have time for, then that's all you have time for. Like it actually doesn't matter. Um, There is a such thing as a half-life of enthusiasm, right? But we are not in the invitation phase. We are not in the proposal phase. We are just in the connection phase. That's it. So there's, yeah, there's room distinction to be slow. Yeah. Good distinction. Cause connecting can be way slower than invite. So there's really no urgency in connecting. There's more urgency in invite. So Mm -hmm. if you do make the invite, you want to create urgency to book because of the half-life enthusiasm, but in connecting, there is no half-life of enthusiasm there. It's, it's slow. It's organic. You get to to take as much time as you want. I don't think we've ever talked about that before, about those different speeds in those two stages. We've probably never talked about it before because those two dots just connected in my brain live on this podcast right now. So I think we can say for sure that that is new and we will be updating the course. <laughs> Thank God that we're figuring it, figuring this out live on our podcast right now. You're welcome, clients. You're you are welcome. welcome. Yeah. And I, I think it's something that we, <clears throat> now that Laura and I have had, gosh, I don't know what our combined, <clears throat> our combined total is at this point, but over 150 clients, we have a lot of experience under our belt with the connecting process. So like, this is something that you and I inherently know. I we, I have enough experience to know that that message from someone I've never talked to before can wait until tomorrow to where when you're new, it just feels you're rushed. Like it, it yeah. feels important. Well, you're excited. You're like, hell yeah, we're going fishing. Oh yeah, we're going to do this. We're gonna. It's like so hard not to slow it down. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's something that I think that you and I practice, but I don't know that I've ever, or that we've ever said it out loud before, but I'm glad, I'm glad that we managed to just figure it out right here. 34 episodes well, in. It's like, <laughs> well, connecting is very similar to dating. 
guys. There's lots of similarities between connecting and dating. And let me make this one for you too. If you're only, if you are a single woman and you are only interested in one guy, okay, and you're only connecting to one person, you're a lot more graspy than if you've got 20 dudes that you're connecting with and without any Mm -hmm. attachment to the outcome, Mm -hmm. right? And there is a correlation between um, the connection process and not rushing it and and, um, equating it to the dating game when you're connecting to potential future partners. It's, Mm -hmm. you don't wanna seem over ambitious. You don't wanna be rapid fire, hi, you're beautiful, let's go out to dinner. Although sometimes that does work and sometimes, and sometimes I connecting, I've connected that way too. So I'm, I'm, but it's most of the time it's slow and steady. Um, and it's nice to have lots of options because you don't feel as attached and, and connect and uh, graspy to each possible potential client and connection because you've got so many people that you're connecting with. So numbers does help from a place of, of just being not attached. Yeah. Super good point too of there's so much more room to be less attached to the outcome because if it doesn't work out here, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. If the conversation goes dead, if you don't hear back, then we just like move on to the other, the other people. Yeah. Did we talk at all about removing people from perceived pedestals before we connect with them? Not yet. I think that's the last, the last point to touch on before, okay. before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, we did something really cool earlier in the year and I asked all my mentees to connect with people that intimidated them, also known as people that they have on pedestals. Mm. Um, people who we tend to have on pedestals, usually we have on pedestals because they have some type of influence and serving influential people is a really fast way to create lots of referrals in your business. It's also like, um, facing your fear. If you're afraid of connecting, why not pick the people who make your heart race the most? Maybe an old boss at work, maybe a city council member, somebody probably in more of a leadership role, maybe somebody senior at your church, um, Mm -hmm. maybe a police officer, maybe a police chief. I don't know. People in your community that you know. And if you can connect to them and invite them that you have on these perceived pedestals, then the pedestals get erased. Like you face that fear, you realize they're not real because in the coaching container, there are no pedestals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another great way to go is just start there. Start with people of influence that you you may have on a pedestal. Take them down off and realize that they actually don't exist. There's something that you made up in your brain as a small child while watching your parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting what comes out of people connecting with leaders in their community. Oftentimes, like we've had a few nurse coaches reach out to people running for office, like local office in their yeah. in their town. And usually the response is, thank you so much for reaching out. No one ever asks how I'm doing. I would love to get on a call with you. Yeah. Like, really easy, breezy stuff. And so just, you know, people who are high achieving and high performers usually got there because of maladapting coping mechanisms and maybe have never done the inner work ever and are starting to feel the pressure and how to continue and how do I make this sustainable. Um, so it's a great, it's a great pain point to support people in. They have a lot to gain by yeah. working with a coach. Yeah. Yeah. 
And let's just talk about how we connect in person. Yeah. Like actual practical, how do you connect in person? Yep. In person. So some, some easy things. And remember, we're just connecting, right? We're just connecting. I promise you're already overthinking it. But the in-person ways, like literally go to grocery or to strangers at the grocery store, say hello, ask how their day is going, simple questions, starting a conversation, and like just genuinely be interested in their answer to how their day is going. You And if it opens up yeah. to something else, awesome. And if it doesn't, also awesome. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, a really good way to uh, break the ice with people is to give compliments. Um, if you've ever been a drunk girl in a bar, you know what it's like to be on the receiving end of a compliment in the bathroom at the bar, right? There's, you're in there, there's 400 people in there and some girl comes up and says, I really like your shoes and then your best friends for the rest of the night, right? Like it's like such an easy, <laughs> such an easy way to, to connect and open up conversation or even asking business owners, how's it going? How's your business? How's your practice? Just being curious. How are, how are you is a full sentence is a full yeah. question in itself. Um, so those are some in-person ways to connect. And we'll also touch on some online ones too. Laura, you want to take those? Yeah. Before we move to that, I just want to consider the everyone listening to this right now to take a moment, close their eyes. If you can, if you're not driving, don't do it if you're driving. I know you listen to us on the way to school sometimes or dropping off the kids, but um, consider as a possibility that you will easily be able to ask anybody for the rest of your life, how are you doing with no fear? Anywhere, anybody, anytime. Um, that's an amazing skill and you make the world a better place. That's all we're asking you to do is to get comfortable with asking people, how are you? Um, before we move on to the online space. It's similar in the online space, but I think that for me, it made it more real thinking about doing it in person. Yeah, um, I had to do it in person before I could do it online, honestly. I had to learn on uh, in person because online just felt way too scary. Now they, they feel the same to me. They're the same medium. Um, but online, Shelby, since this is kind of how you started and you did such a great job so fast, um, how did you, how do you connect online? What are some really practical steps that you can do? Yeah. So the first one that we've mentioned a lot already is if you are thinking about someone, send them a voice memo and tell them that you've been thinking about them. Confess that you've been thinking about them and ask them how they're doing. Um, the other way is making intentional posts online. Um, we have some examples of this in our preceptorship course of like how to specifically grab attention for people to connect with. And Anyone who comments, interacts on the post, anything at all, anything that I can trace with people interacting on Facebook posts or Instagram posts, sending them another message, sending them another voice memo saying, you know, hey, I always use Sally as my fake person, but Sally does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sally, you know, like, thank you for your support on my post. It really helps me out. I appreciate it. How are you doing? And then yeah. that's it. That's literally, literally that's it. That's connecting. Mm -hmm. That's 
That's if it. we were playing our connection challenge, that would be it. That would be that would be a point. That would be a that that counts. It's that that small, that easy, and it's a skill. And um, this isn't the only industry, you guys, that does this. Every industry, every entrepreneur on the planet, besides maybe if you were like a tech geek inventing software, maybe you don't have to have these skills. Um, every entrepreneur needs to learn their own way to connect that doesn't make them sick to their stomach or feel icky. We're required to connect to other humans when we offer a service or a product that we sell to make a living. Um, and it's a beautiful human skill that makes the world a better place. So you doing a connection challenge might have a great impact in your business, but we for sure know it will have a great impact in other people's lives because you're taking a moment to connect to them. And we're hardwired for connection, humans. Um, yeah. yeah. Makes me want to go freaking connect. Let's go <laughs> do some connecting now. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you need to connect and rip the bandaid off, listen to this episode. Let us pep talk you a little bit and talk you through some of the thoughts you might be having. If you get super stuck, come into our Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches, and out yourself. Don't spin in this spiral by yourself. We have not only Laura and I, but I mean, a community of really amazing nurses that are all coaches in that group that can help talk you through it, can coach you through it. Um, so just don't get stuck here. This is the easy part. Don't, don't let yourself get stuck in the mud um, or make it mean something too big. Um, but yeah, come find us in the Facebook group. We will be back next week, same time, same place. And we will see you all on the next one. Bye. Awesome. Bye guys. Bye.